0: Welcome to Care of Souls, a podcast of 180 Ministries where Dr. Stuart Scott serves as the Executive Director. 180 Ministries equips local churches with biblical counseling by offering counseling, education, and consulting services. Visit our website at 180ministries.org to learn more about how we can serve you. This podcast is being recorded in cooperation with the Masters University where Dr. Scott also serves as a Professor of Biblical Counseling. Visit their website at masters.edu to learn more about their programs in biblical counseling.
1: Welcome to the Care of Souls podcast. Pastor Adam and Dr. Scott are going to discuss an essential one another today, which is to serve one another, taken from 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 and 11, which says, "...as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another, as good stewards of God's varied grace." Whoever speaks is one who speaks oracles of God. Whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Hmm. Teach us about this one, guys. Hmm.
2: Amen. Well, just last week we were in the same passage, weren't mm. we? Talking about yeah. showing hospitality to one another. Yeah. Uh, can you just kind of refresh us a little bit for those listeners who maybe didn't hear last week's podcast? What's the flow of First Peter? What's happening in chapter four, and then we can dive in here to what it means to serve one another.
3: Yeah. Thank you, Adam. And it's a, a, again a delight to to be here and to talk through this passage, and uh, not only what it says and means, but how we can apply it. Mm. Uh, This is uh, dealing with a church that's under persecution and suffering, Um, and so the the emphasis on Christ's return and hope in him and the gospel, working through issues amongst the believers to be a real light and testimony in a very Mm -hmm. dark place. Uh, Then a series of exhortations towards the end here. We talked about hospitality and loving brothers and sisters mainly in context who we don't know who are traveling may need a place to stay and how to care for them well and now it's going on as they're serving one another Mm -hmm. that's the broad concept serving one another with uh spiritual gifts that god has given each believer has equipped them to serve and then there seems to be their speaking gifts and maybe gifts of helps of serving so it kind of uh, the verse 11 seems to suggest there's a speaking gifts and non-speaking gifts hmm. uh, in serving the body of Christ and do it for the glory of God. and uh, that Christ is honored and glorified as the head of the church. Hmm.
2: It's good, man. That's a lot there. Steve. Yeah,
3: boy, there's a lot. Yeah,
2: we talked about last week at the end about uh, hospitality might be more than just food and shelter. While well, that's important to express that kind of open home policy to strangers who are traveling or to people you don't know well. We also talked about you want to talk to them. Mm -hmm. And you want to help draw them out with prayer requests or just let them talk about maybe what they're going through in their life. That's a great way to serve one another. And that's kind of what verse 10 and 11 gets to. Like you have a gift, you either have a speaking gift Mm -hmm. or you have a a serving gift, Mm -hmm. but you want to do it with the strength that God supplies. So we're talking specifically here about spiritual gifts. Yeah. And the spiritual gift you would say is is serving is that is that a spiritual gift serving one another?
3: Well, there's there's sort of a serving uh, everyone serves. Mm-hmm. It's like Christ came not to be served but to serve. So serving kind of is the big umbrella. Yeah, uh, we're here not for ourselves. We're here to honor God and His glory and the good of the church and serving others. But there, verse eleven, whoever speaks. Uh, speaks to the oracles of God, whoever serves. Now that that kind of everyone's serving. Mm-hmm. So this seems to be in a different m- mindset of as you're serving, there are those that are non-speaking gifted by God. Okay. You know we, we, not everyone uh, does the same thing in the body of Christ in First mm-hmm. Corinthians 12. The different members ha- have been gifted differently, but it seems to be split into the speaking kind of spiritual gifts. And the non-speaking kind of, I mean, you speak as, you know, just brothers and sisters, right. but more teaching, preaching yeah. mm-hmm. kind of giftedness. Okay, good. But serving is what everyone does.
2: Right. And we're to do that to one another. Yeah. And we're to do it when they're in our home or whether they're at the church, uh, you know, where if we're ending verse uh, 9 on showing hospitality, we're kind of thinking that that sometimes happens in your home. Right. But with serving, you're kind of thinking about more just at church, with Mm -hmm. the ministries of church, uh, just as you interact with one another, these gifts are now on display.
3: Yes. I've always been, uh, I guess, a a fan of Dr. MacArthur's take on the spiritual giftedness, Mm -hmm. I grew up taking all these tests, right. you know, the the spiritual gift tests and inventories, and I came out with uh, where I was not gifted uh, <laughs> because it didn't it didn't factor in my own heart, uh, fears, lusts, mm. um, selfishness. Mm-hmm. As you take those, I don't think you find out how you're gifted in those inventories. It's mm-hmm. more serving. You just serve in the church, and people begin to recognize. You seem to, God seems to have gifted you here. You seem to enjoy it. Others are blessed by it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that the inventories, which are very popular, they may be of some help, mm-hmm. but take it with
2: a grain of salt. Yeah, uh, yeah. Also, talk to those around you. Hey, yeah. what gifts do you see yeah. uh, me employing in the power of the Spirit that, like you said, seems to be uh, encouraging and fruitful yeah. for others? Yeah.
3: Yeah, and Dr. MacArthur's uh, take and view, without quoting it or reading it uh, from one of his commentaries, is that that God has so put you together, uh, He created you, He's He's equipped you mm-hmm. to do what He wants uh, in His church. That you're more of a what He call a spiritual snowflake. You, mm-hmm. You're you're uniquely gifted, and it could be a combination of various the various gifts. Mm-hmm. More of this, a little less of this, and your kind of uh, ingredients from from various types of giftedness to serve him uh, the way he wants it done by his power.
2: Yeah, I think that's a great illustration. I think I've also heard him say it's like a painter, mm-hmm. where you have the palette of all the different colors of paint, and you have a little bit of this, yeah. a little bit more of that, yeah. maybe not so much of this, yeah. but you're all unique, yeah. gifted with your own set and arrangement of spiritual gifts to
3: use yeah.
2: uh, for the glory of God and for His people.
3: Yeah, and and um, I, I know when I was in uh, college at the time taking these inventories, uh, I wasn't necessarily serving At church, I mean, I was playing piano or organ or something like that, but I, I wasn't ministering to people like I was when I was in seminary. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there, I got involved in a church, and the pastor said, "I'm going to put you in all kinds of areas," because he asked me, "Where are you gifted?" Now, and, I
2: want to make sure I, yeah. I heard you. You played the piano and the organ at church. That's where your ministry started. That's where it started. So, listeners, you heard it here first <laughs> on the One Another, yeah. 180 <laughs> Carousel's podcast. Dr. Scott played the organ and the piano. Yeah. That's where it all started.
3: That's where it started.
2: But the pastor, you're saying, saw your maturity, your growth. Not that playing instrument in church isn't a very valid use right. of, of your time and effort, but he saw in you uh, developing more of a teaching gift or... Uh, a speaking gift.
3: Yeah. Well, I thought I just had a gift of helps. Mm-hmm. And uh, because every question about speaking, I said no to. I said, N- no way do I want to do it. Enjoy doing it. Uh, I stayed away from it because of fear of man. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said it didn't factor in my own lust for mm-hmm. approval and my pride and all the rest. So this pastor, and I was in seminary at the time, his name was Randy Patton. And yes. uh, he's, he hired me to to help with music and to assist him at a church in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. And he just asked me, where are you gifted, uh, spiritual gifts? And I said, I don't know. I took all <laughs> those inventories. I still don't know. Yeah, I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, well, uh, then I will make it my aim, uh, one of my aims to help you find out mm. And so he put me in all kinds of, I was doing this uh, for a while. Then I, he put me over here and teach the high school for a while and then uh, be involved in evangelism teams and then do this and do that. He had me in er, different areas. Uh,
2: and he kept scratching his head. He, he, he his head. just and kept listening and what? asking.
3: Until what? He, um, until he put me in a uh, uh, the Wednesday night prayer meeting Bible study. Mm-hmm. And he said, I want you to lead that. And I I began to do it. And he said, I think I found where you're gifted in the area of, of teaching. That the, not so much mm-hmm. with the senior high. Mm-hmm. They just kind of looked at me, you know. <laughs> but but the adults were responding. And he just said, I, I think that may be. Yeah. Where and he just kept pushing me. And I was uncomfortable with it all. And I think, too, you know, God looks at, uh, he uses our weaknesses, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. he he gets the most glory out of our weakness. Mm -hmm. And I was just so scared and so dependent on the Lord, which we all always ought to be. Mm -hmm. And I, I, that was, uh, I look back on that time when he would just push me in areas that I wouldn't naturally have asked to do Mm -hmm. or would have turned down. And, um, so what a beautiful thing! It so was here, he mentored me. Yeah. yeah. So here's
2: a mentor. Maybe yeah. part of that uh, thought process is how can I get others engaged? Mm-hmm. How can I get them involved? But speaking on this text, we're saying how can I help discover their spiritual gifts yeah. and see and what capacity can they speak and serve, uh, empowered by the Spirit in a way that would truly uh, serve each other?
3: And everyone should be serving. That's the, the point here. Everyone's serving is just as they're serving. Uh, I would think the leadership uh, or those right under the, the elders mm-hmm. would be noticing them and saying, I think you know, this person's gifted here or there, but no one should be a, spect- a spectator yeah. in, in the church. Everyone, sure. we, we need everyone serving.
2: So what are your thoughts uh, in this conversation about an elder team or the leaders uh, recruiting a certain person for a certain ministry versus just opening it up for volunteers? What if somebody shows up and says, oh, I have a gift for
3: this? (laughs) Yeah, it seems to be more of not the volunteers, especially in any kind of leadership teaching places, but uh, looking and asking. Mm. Uh, You know, I I was uh, reading about Jesus. He's the only, in in history, uh, all the rabbis, when someone wanted to be schooled and discipled, they would ask the rabbi. They would go to a rabbi and ask, "Can I be a disciple of yours?" Jesus is the only one, first time that we can read in history where he chose who was going to be his disciple. And I think that would do well as elders, as they look who who's shown themselves faithful here that we would recognize to put in key spots. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, taking up chairs and or setting up tables and. That that's different. Everyone can join in and help, but yeah. in the key positions, sure, it it would be more of let's pick some, yeah. let's pick the people rather than right the volunteers.
2: And of course, when you start talking about picking people, the temptation might be to pick the guy who seems the most flamboyant or mm. the most extra, <laughs> you know, gifted with energy and uh, that's uh, that people would look to. But, but we got to be careful, right? Because yeah. that guy yeah. may not have the depth or he may not have the true character right. that God would use even further. You know, we're talking here about the marathon of the Christian life and serving in a church, not just a flash in the pan.
3: Well, yeah. And I, I look at some Old Testament characters who Moses said, boy, not me, you know, send Aaron. He's more of a speaker than I am. Mm-hmm. So you, you see some of the leaders. Jeremiah did the same thing. You yeah. know, I'm just a child. I can't do this. Gideon did the same thing. It mm-hmm. just, uh, you see different people that God, no, I want you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want your weakness, and I want to bring in, you know, Christ, his strength. So you have to kind of watch the the natural, what looks like natural abilities and talents. They may not be as dependent on the Lord mm-hmm. as those who will do a great job but it's from the strength of the Lord.
2: Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, talk to me about this verse. Again, we're talking about using a gift. You've received some type of spiritual gift, Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12. Use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Hmm. Well, what does that part of the verse mean?
3: Well, I'm going mean, to ask a great question. Kind of uh, like you
2: have a responsibility. God's gifted you. Put it into practice. Right. Is that yeah, what he's saying? Uh,
3: I, I'm trying to think through that the good steward is what he is... This theme running through the scripture, 1 Corinthians 4, required of all stewards that a man be found faithful. So everything has been entrusted to us. We don't own anything. Uh, it's not for us. Mm. It's for the good of the body, the building up the church. Steward it well. Be mm-hmm. faithful. Don't hoard it. Don't um, uh, misdirect it. How can I keep serving, making sure I'm doing that?
2: yeah. And in the mentorship um, that you talked about earlier today, you would say, hey, a mentor should help a younger Christian learn what their gift is and then steward it well, meaning we need to be good stewards of the stewards. <laughs> we right. might see something that yeah. they don't see yet, but yeah. we can kind of see, hey, there's something yeah. here. Let's let's flesh yeah. that out a little bit more. Yeah. Let's fan that flame like Paul did with Timothy and yeah. see what, what happens. Yeah.
3: And you can do that in small groups. small groups there may be uh, sometimes in different churches you may not be able to know everyone that well Mm -hmm. so the small the the groups break down fellowship groups small groups Mm -hmm. you you get to know people a little bit more to see how they're serving uh where maybe their strengths are uh god's graces in their life encourage them you know we talked about stir one another up to love and good deeds sometimes it may be you know what they're just getting a bit comfortable Let's stir them up a bit and you utilize them in sure. and, and their giftedness. You know, I,
2: th- I think about that in the world of biblical counseling. You mm-hmm. know, when I got to the church here about eight years ago, there was one certified biblical counselor. Mm. Uh, I came, so that made two of us. And then we started thinking and praying together with the elders of like, who is here that might have a gift mm. for counseling, which would include teaching at least one-on-one, individual-to-individual, discipleship Um, and so then we're trying to think through how do we find those people and then encourage them because maybe when they first get tapped on the shoulder they're like oh i could never do biblical counseling and you're like yeah but i see in you Mm -hmm. you know a shepherd's heart yeah let's help you grow in that area and see if god uses you in that way
3: that's right yeah and usually they have a a love for god's word Mm -hmm. you know in that area in the biblical counseling and they they're usually doing it as best they know how they're they're trying to disciple you know women with women and men mm-hmm. with men and they're trying to do that and you just see that passion let let's just you know help them a little bit more and mm-hmm. see how they respond to that and yeah i just think having not just elders but those even underneath elders mm-hmm. you know, the titus two kind of men and women on the lookout uh, to help and assist on that end
2: yeah. So you would say it's good if you're a church that's listening, you're a pastor, you don't have a biblical counseling ministry at your church. Uh, you're saying, hey, let's help uh, by reaching out, finding people, seeing what their interest may be. But they might need a little push. Yeah. I mean, that's what Randy Patton did with you. He gave you a little push. He sure did. Yeah. A little bit uncomfortable. I then jackpot. Here's where this guy's gifted. Yeah. And hopefully uh, God would, would uh, help us do that more faithfully. Yeah.
3: I think we wait for people to volunteer.
2: Mm-hmm
3: rather than go after them and ask them uh, even if it's uh observe uh-huh. sit in and observe and then i'm gonna put you to work a little bit sure um but be on the lookout and pull people in this, not it, everyone uh, just initiates serving. right so it's just how to stir them up
2: yeah and this guy i, I talked about biblical counseling would the yeah. same be true of uh, sunday school teachers it would be and uh, i You have to be careful because you don't want to put a person in there who, you know, you got to be willing to pull the plug. (laughs) If the the class is going down and the ship's sinking, you got to be able to say, hey, let's try this. And that's what Randy did with you, moved you from place to place to place. But we, need, we do want to be recruiting, yeah. and we want to be thinking through how can we help the, develop uh, people to understand their gifts. And it's not necessarily taking a test. Yeah. It's in the local body, in a local assembly with oversight of a pastor or elder, helping people discover what is it that yeah. excites you, what is it that keeps you up at night or gets you up early in the morning that you just love to do. Because yeah. if you're working in the power of the Spirit, yeah. it's not like a... A pain in the neck. It's not boring. It's not something you, uh, you know, dragging your feet in. You just start really being gravitated towards that particular ministry.
3: Yeah, and all of God's people should want to serve. That's the spirit of God within us. Uh, he's He's designed us to serve. He's He's gifted us to serve. So a non-serving Christian, something's not right there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just how can they serve? And, and and serve in different ways, but they they something heart-wise isn't right Yeah, for a Christian who's comfortable not serving. Yeah. Something's just not right attitude-wise. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, we've talked about this mostly in the idea of spiritual gifts, which mm-hmm. there is a specific list given, you know, in uh, 1 Corinthians 12 that you mentioned. But what about just serving at home? You know, I think mm. before I've been challenged before, like, hey, first thing when I get up in the morning, huh. I'm not typically thinking about who can I serve. Yeah. I'm more thinking about like, well, who's going to serve me today, right? We could get into that selfish mentality. Yeah. So is it possible to apply some of these principles in that way of like, hey, guys, it might just start off at home, you know, where you're getting up and like, hey, honey, can I help with the yeah. the coffee, with the breakfast, with yeah. the laundry, with making the kids lunch, with vacuuming? You know, sometimes we get to think that all that's domestic duties, yeah. And I I certainly don't carry out any of those. My wife might be listening to this like, what? (laughs) Um, We're going to hold you to that We're going to hold you to it. But but I'm just saying serving, it's it's a way of life. It is. Not just in the spiritual gift category only, or maybe the spiritual gift category actually covers serving in just practical ways around the house.
3: Well, yeah, it comes with being a a believer, a follower of Christ, is that we're here to serve Mm -hmm. uh, all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Serve at home. So church would just be uh, outside the home. Mm -hmm. If you want to see how they're serving, would they be a good servant at church? How are they serving at home? Mm -hmm. So home is kind of the microcosm of a bigger picture when they're at the church. So yes, at home, it's just how can I think of others, not just myself? Mm
2: -hmm. And can we emphasize too that um, sacrificing, service is sacrifice. Mm -hmm. You don't want to in the flesh. But you know it's the right thing to do. So you begin to ask God, would you show me that there's greater joy and contentment and satisfaction in sacrifice and in serving than I would be if I'm just being selfish? Right. So we we don't want to get into the duty motive, is what I'm saying.
3: Yeah. And Jesus said, you know, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Mm. So we think we're going to be better off if we get, but really the greater joy is when we're giving. I mean, those were the words of Christ, and it's true. Uh, when you don't think of yourself and you think about doing things for other people for the right reason, mm-hmm. not to get a, you know, accolades back, but just want to do it for the Lord and out of love for them, there really is a joy from the Spirit mm-hmm. who indwells us.
2: So now we're getting into. There's a myriad of ways to serve at your church various ministries, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a shelter, maybe a live-in situation yep. with the elderly. Maybe there's an opportunity to to serve someone by raking their yard, cutting their grass, yep. bringing them a mill. I mean, it, it's really endless, isn't it, yes. how we can
3: serve? It is. Matter of fact, uh, I'll share this. Uh, this involves my mother. <laughs> um, I got a uh, an email from one of the elders, uh, here at church and said, you know, uh, your mom signed up to, uh, I think take down tables or
1: chairs. (laughs) There was a sign up sheet
3: and he goes, uh, my mom's 90. And, and, um, he said, I think we're, we got enough guys. We'll, 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 we'll we'll do that. But just the heart of my, my mom's gonna, how can I? i can serve and she i told her that uh, last night i said you know uh, he said that's fine he said i can do that i can <laughs> but that's that's the kind of thing that really you know at home that kind of uh, mentality but then we can serve in any kind of way it doesn't have to just those who have speaking gifts uh-huh. they can also serve in any way that's needed yeah uh and the same with helps if if they need to fill in for someone. They'll do their best job that they can. They may not be really gifted for that for long term, mm-hmm. but everyone's willing to pitch in and, and serve.
2: Some uh, area we can always grow, right? Yeah, we get too definitely. selfish. We get too lazy. But then I found, again, when you lean into it and you start serving, God starts bringing the joy. Yeah. He brings the energy. Yeah. He brings the blessing. Uh, we really want to lean into this text about how we can serve one another. Yeah. So, Stuart, talk to me a little bit about it. as we're serving one another, sometimes there could be a tendency to grumble or there could be a tendency to think that's, that's beneath me to mm. be able to do that. What, what, what do we do as Christians if we're struggling with some of those kind of thoughts?
3: Well, yeah, it's definitely a heart check. I mean, if I'm grumbling about serving Uh, something's wrong in my own heart. Mm. It's not the other person. It's Mm -hmm. not, you know, they may have their issues too, you know, the the other brothers or sisters in Christ. But my own heart uh, is going to be the issue if I'm grumbling. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not doing it now out of joy. Uh, I'm not doing it for the Lord. Mm -hmm. Uh, I may be anxious, worrying. Maybe they're eating too much, or it's going to cost more money, or Or and i'm i'm worrying rather than trusting the lord mm-hmm. on giving but um it's definitely a common temptation showing hospitality and serving and those kind of areas is to start thinking this is going to cost me it's gonna
2: and it may be money, could be time. Could be time. You, you wanted to That's watch right. the game. That's right. And instead you need to be serving yeah. this family. Yeah. Um, talk about a little bit, uh, I'm thinking about John 13. Yeah. About Jesus uh, washing the disciples' feet. What's going on there and how does that fit in with what we're discussing?
3: Yeah, it, 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 it kind of, uh, it's not in all of the Gospels. But it says, you know, the that very night when he was going to be betrayed. So all 12 disciples were there, including Judas at this time. It says, the Lord, uh, before the feast of the Passover, uh, he knew that the hour had come to depart out of this world. It says, during supper, when the devil had already put it in the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing the Father had given all things into his hand, uh, verse 4, rose from supper, he laid aside his outer garments, took a towel, tied it, and there he was washing the disciples' feet. And we remember Peter's reaction to that, Mm -hmm. not understanding what the Lord was doing, uh, even washed Judas's feet, and it's in Luke that we read. Oh, there was a dispute among the disciples at the time. Mm. Who was dis- the greatest? Who right? was the greatest? So they're arguing. This is now. You think about this. Jesus had served them, loved them perfectly for three years. And they were arguing who is the greatest on the way up to Jerusalem. Hmm. And now, here he is. This is the night he's going to be betrayed. He knows it. And they're arguing. And I mean, the word is dispute mm-hmm. on who was the greatest. Apparently, they weren't going to serve one another or wash anyone's feet before the supper. And the Lord He's taught them how to love, how to serve, and now he's going to model it.
2: Mm.
3: And that'd be a powerful illustration mm-hmm. to them and an example of don't think anything is too below you to serve. Don't think any person is below you to serve. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it, it was um, a real example of all that Jesus had taught and lived out for three years. Mm. And it gives us great hope that here the disciples, Jesus is going to kind of put the mantle on them now. Mm-hmm. And here they were mm-hmm. um, in such need of humility and the, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit in mm-hmm. Acts 2 to come and empower them to do this. But what an illustration. Peter picks up on it even in 1 Peter 5 mm-hmm. about um, clothe yourselves with humility. And he uses this language that yeah. Jesus clothed himself. Uh, with humility to serve so what what a uh, a wonderful example of sure. um uh, not he he didn't rec- think he was above them right but humbled himself
2: yeah. here's yeah. the greatest of all yeah. stooping to the lowest humblest position of all yeah. to wash their feet
3: even a betrayer right? yeah even even, the, the, even yeah. his enemy yeah
2: and uh, I've been told that the Hebrew culture, they wouldn't even have Hebrew slaves wash Hebrews' feet. It would oftentimes be a, a slave from a different ethnicity, because mm. it was the very lowest yeah. of tasks. Yeah. And then after Jesus did that, he said, now that I, your Lord and teacher yes. have washed your feet, yeah. now you're to go and do likewise. Right. What a challenge for us to Amen. receive from him
1: today. Good reminder. Well, to our listeners, beware of focusing too much on the spiritual gifts themselves, and focus more on the giver of these gifts, God himself, and opportunities in which you're interested to serve others. Allow God to direct you through the leaders in your church who know you and desire to see you grow spiritually and see you thrive as an essential part of Christ's body, even if this means serving in an area which you haven't considered serving in before. And lastly, remember all believers are called to serve one another And opportunities abound if you humble yourself and look for them. May the Lord bless you as you seek to serve one another in Christ.
0: Thank you for joining us today on Care of Souls. We hope you were challenged and encouraged by the truth from Scripture and are better equipped to serve Christ in His church. Visit our website at 180ministries.org to learn more about our resources and services. Until next time, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. May the Lord bless you as you abide in him.